0: I'm Dr. V. And I'm Dr. A. Two docs on a mission to answer your burning questions about burning sensations and all things science. This is What the Woo.
1: So what are you doing? What are you doing to keep yourself busy during this Um, pandemic?
0: Lots of TV. Lots and lots of TV. Netflix. Thank God they're doing like, uh, they've been doing those documentaries. Like, did you see the one last week with all of the singers or whatever, like one no. world? Oh,
1: that was that another, I thought that was just like a bunch of oh, no, that people was, getting together.
0: Oh, it was on like, uh, every major network and okay. I recorded it. Taylor Swift sang and she sang the song about her mom dying, but it was also oddly familiar in a pandemic. Like, her mom died? Or her mom has like cancer. I don't know, her if, mom she yeah, I don't know if she is dying. Yeah. But it was like, it was basically That sounds uplifting. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. I cried. Um, I didn't realize that. Die. Yeah. I didn't realize it was about her mom. And I thought she had written a song about the pandemic because it was like, uh, when will we see each other again? And <laughs> things oh, like God, that. Oh, God. Taylor.
1: We don't, yeah, like, well, we need an escape from this. I know. And I was
0: like, I mean, shit. Taylor, like, I know you like wear your heart on your sleeve and uh, you know, you like feel all the feels, but God, it's just a pandemic. And then I felt like a douche because no, it was about her freaking mom. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. But then I was also like, props to you, girl, because it also is about the pandemic. <laughs>
1: great without everyone dying it. of everything yeah uh, COVID or cancer COVID or cancer right. that's my new song yeah oh <laughs> COVID or cancer COVID or uh.
0: cancer oh this Maybe sounds like the title film. for our episode right now COVID or cancer, COVID or cancer. it's like <laughs> the Eddie
1: Izzard um death or cake have you seen oh, that yeah. no I haven't um but you know and his whole comic routine is basically like that it's a choice and like, one choice is obviously a lot better than the other, death or cake. So you choose cake. Like, you always choose cake, even if the alternative right. is not bad. If it's, like, bread or cake, you choose cake. But, yeah, death or cake, and people have to think about it. But, like, COVID or cancer, I don't know, yeah. man.
0: There's not Depends a good answer. The- On the cancer, as evidenced by by our last episode where we discussed that the death by COVID is pretty miserable. Death
1: by COVID sucks, but it can't. Death by cancer sucks too. So let's just go with neither. So yeah, I I, honestly I'm looking for like more uplifting stuff. um, So what have you been watching, moms? Well, I've been watching lots of things. You know, my my husband said we got to watch Tiger King. And I I feel I feel challenged I feel challenged by that documentary Um, because on the one hand it's an absolute utter train wreck and it's it's bizarre and that makes it compelling but there's also so much that they don't talk about that's really sad and upsetting Um, so it was hard for me to watch and and get the same glee out of it that (laughs) other people seem
0: to have so I uh, like the memes. Yeah. So like a year ago, they made a podcast about it called Joe Exotic. And I listened to the podcast then, and I don't think a ton of people were listening. And I listened to it. You really and got I, to see it to believe it. Oh God. Yeah. Uh, but when I listened to the podcast, I was like, man, this is like a creepy story. Why would anyone write a fictional story about this? It's fucking weird. And then I was like, oh shit, oh. this is in fiction.
1: It's real. This yes. gentleman actually
0: exists. <laughs> I watched a couple episodes um recently and I was like, oh wow, every single one of these people is is a fucking train wreck.
1: There are no protagonists in no. this story.
0: <laughs> no, everybody awful this.
1: Everybody's awful.
0: Oh God.
1: I yeah, and I, I don't know, like, I mean, obviously, um, Yeah, as a veterinarian, it was really upsetting for me to see these animals being exploited. Um,
0: In the name of rescue.
1: In the name of rescue, which clearly wasn't. And then, you know, afterwards you saw interviews with people saying, yeah, of course, like he killed all these tigers when he had no more use for them. And it's just so bizarre to me because in our state, you don't get to just have a tiger. Like I, it, does, it blows my mind that you could just go and get one in some States and it's fine. Um, uh, you know, we have, you have to be a USDA registered sanctuary and we have some extraordinary ones here, but they are people that are well-equipped to handle a tiger and they are the places that these poor tigers usually go if they don't get killed.
0: Well, we, we say pigs. that we say that you can't just have a tiger, but um, one of our sanctuaries locally lions, tigers, and bears in Alpine. Uh, They took in a rescue. I believe his name is Maverick. And that tiger was because some famous person, and I believe he was in California, just went and got a tiger.
1: we are not supposed to. Yeah, I
0: know. That was (laughs) the problem. I guess because he was like, he was being a total asshole a couple of years ago and was like posting pictures on social media, I think. And so then of course, like, what is it? fish and game or something got involved and confiscated. And then it's like, well, where do we put this tiger? And so lions and tigers. don't know. Oklahoma is all I got to say. Fuck no. Or Florida. Not Florida. No, no. those
1: poor tigers. Um, no. and just because, you know, and I think we both, we've been to lions, tigers and bears. It's an extraordinary rescue. Um, I'm very well aware of the repetitive behaviors that you see with animals when they're stressed and like the whole, the whole time I'm looking at the show and that was kind of all I could think about, you know, and I, um, did, I don't, I no longer do a lot of international travel. Um, that's sort of been put on a hold, but you know, I, I do a lot of travel where they do these, you know, pictures with the animals and they're invariably sedated and being exploited. And so mm-hmm. I think that that, um, like you don't want to be that person who's always like Debbie Downer because I'm like that whenever SeaWorld comes up too. But on the other hand, I I do feel like it's important um, for people to be aware of. And as we saw with yeah. Blackfish, you know, that, that documentary essentially deep-sixed SeaWorld because you really got people sort of empathetic and understanding what the problem was. And so I know the makers of this documentary um, has sort of framed it to everybody. as like, oh, we're gonna be talking about the, the tiger exploitation. Um, and then they found Carol fucking Baskins. You know, it was also an interesting, compelling character. And so they just delved into this human drama, but it's too bad that
0: right.
1: they weren't able to at least do a better job of sort of acknowledging the real animal tragedy that was that was going on there too.
0: Yeah, you know it it bothered me because they had so many opportunities in just the first 3 episodes I watched to really point out even where uh the people that said they were doing right by the animals weren't doing right.
1: Just put a caption saying no they're not.
0: Right, exactly. <laughs> a like pop up
1: of, of right. a veterinarian going don't do this. No, before. yeah, like
0: like PS Carol Baskin who thinks that she's doing right Uh, did you look at those enclosures for those tigers? Like, you know, or, oh, did you look at what they're eating, you know, or, or whatever, you know, it's, it's just, it was kind of uh, heartbreaking to me when, when we look at that, that really the goal is to make money and still exploit them. And, and it's, you know, there's, I'm, there's a delicate balance, right? Because you need to make money to be able to feed them and vet, give them vet care and, uh, all of that. But the first thing you should be doing is making sure they're not going to make more tigers.
1: Right. No, it was a breeding like, facility, right? Catholic, yeah. No, I mean, there was, there was nothing right about that. It's, it's not like this right. is complicated. It's not like there's not a blueprint for how to be, uh, an effective, sanctuary. It's just, you don't want to do that. Um, right.
0: And that's one of the things that I love about lions, tigers, and bears in Alpine, California is that from the get-go, they say, we're, we're not breeding ever. Yeah. Like that's, cause guess, that's not there, the goal. There's no
1: ambiguity here. <laughs>
0: right. Like, like um, there's no reason that breeding's okay. Uh, you know, some people might try to say, oh, but if it's an endangered species, you should breed. No. You still don't. These are animals in captivity and you're just trying to give them a safe and healthy Somebody existence. should
1: breed them, but not you. I mean, exactly. that's why we have conservation biologists who know what they're doing and they're maintaining the integrity of, of the genetic line. Yeah, all sorts of stuff.
0: That's so why like we the, have uh, the the um the wild, animal wild Animal Park. The Wild Animal
1: Park's yeah. got it. They have it under control. Okay, Brenda, right. like you don't need to be breeding tigers because you think you're repopulating right. the earth. Or you going to put them back in Sumatra or in your backyard. Like, calm yeah. down.
0: No, you're going to breed them and then you're going to charge people to take pictures with them. And yeah. that is not conservation.
1: So yeah, just don't, I, I feel like this is a pretty easy blanket statement. Don't get a tiger. Just
0: <laughs> Or a bear. or And or if anything. somebody offers
1: you the opportunity to pet an animal that would normally eat you, um, there's probably something hinky going on. Just you know. <laughs> Exactly. But I really,
0: I really want a sloth, but I think what we've said is that I can't get one of those either. No,
1: no sloth. You can go, you can go visit a sloth sanctuary in Costa Rica. I can hook you up with some amazing ones. Girlfriend,
0: you need to hook me up. And after all this shit is over, we just need to take a vacation to Costa Rica.
1: I love Costa Rica. It's fantastic. There's so many cool things there. So someday, someday, someday when this, fucking nightmare is over and we're all right. alive because we weren't doing stupid shit like going to the beaches. Like I am saving my risk factors for something better than a Florida beach.
0: Yeah. I'm going to snuggle with baby sloths in Costa Rica.
1: Enjoy your COVID.
0: <laughs> but
1: you know, but it does bring like everybody's paying it. Like tigers were really big in the news. Um, so everybody was thinking about tigers. Like that was the first thing that popped up in news feeds. And then on the heels of all of that, this stuff came in through the news about a tiger tested positive. A tiger with respiratory symptoms tested positive for for COVID nineteen, and everybody lost their shit. Where was a, that at? Um, it was a zoo. It was like a properly maintained animal facility, and I don't remember. It might have been in Ohio. I'm not quite sure. But wherever it was, mm-hmm. um, you know, they tested these animals, and it created this big brouhaha because. When we talk about zoonotic disease, you know, that's really the veterinarian's bill right there. Um, we know that we got this disease through another species, a bat, and maybe another intermediary. They're thinking maybe pangolins, we're not quite sure, but you know, bats to people. Um, and then the virus mutates and it becomes really nasty to people. And it can continue to jump around if it mutates, and, and that can be really scary. Um, but the disease, It can get into a dog in terms of like, it can attach itself to the nasal mucosa and just kind of hang out. But I think Mm -hmm. two, two dogs that we know of in the entire world of COVID people have tested positive for the presence of the virus. Zero have gotten sick. Um, Three out of the millions, cats have tested positive. I think it was two tigers and one one domestic cat. And, and we already know that cats are a little more susceptible to that family of viruses. The but cronotives.
0: thankfully, cats are assholes and they're not having direct contact with humans very often.
1: Well, you know, some of the nice <laughs> ones do, but but the important <laughs> thing to know is like, there's different levels of interaction that a virus can have with you, right? It can interact and nothing happens. It just right. doesn't even recognize you. It can do what it does in dogs, which is attached, but not do anything it can attach and make you maybe a little sick like it did in that small number of cats.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: the worst one is you get sick and then you can infect other other people. Like that is that is the only one that we're really, really concerned about at this point. And there's zero, that just a none, no it tigers, no happened. cats, no dogs have made somebody sick. And so when we see these news stories, like to me, it's really, really important that people be able to differentiate between those four things that a virus can do. Um, because if we don't, People will abandon their pets um, in sometimes like in China,
0: where they're throwing dogs out of windows, right?
1: Mm, Off balconies, yeah. Oh,
0: not a window. I mean, so it's okay. So
1: that's why I'm super passionate that people be really aware of this. I actually, um, a colleague of mine in Tennessee posted today that a veterinarian, a veterinarian, was turning cats away because they didn't want to get infected with coronavirus. Are you I'm like, kidding me? Not helping here. So to be clear, um, a fomite, right? A fomite is any object that a virus can live on. So, you know, a doorknob, a railing, a package from UPS, potentially, can, like anything, can be a fomite. And so, right. the risk of that is no. The risk of getting. An infection from an animal's a fomite is no different than it would be from anything else you touch, right? Um the precautions yeah. are no different. Wash your hands. Getting it like you would from another person sneezing on you. It just it does not ha- does not happen. If anybody should be scared, it should be your dog or your cat. They should be scared of you. Exactly. Or ferret, I, I will say ferrets are actually for whatever reason seem to be quite susceptible. So if, if you have any of those animals and you get COVID don't interact with any of them. Just shut yourself up in your room and be sad until it goes away. Um,
0: and right. Then
1: you can love on them all you want. And that's
0: it. That's it. Right. Just that's the thing is like we're, we're talking about that we want to protect our animals from us, not the other way around. And I yeah. think that's what's key. Again, is that no one needs to be afraid of Fido getting them sick. They yep. need to be that's afraid that they, might possibly make their cat sick or their dog sick, but um they may not even do that. They may just Highly give them level. a virus. What?
1: So there, there's a testing facility um for animals, a veterinary testing facility that wanted, like just in case, because we want, you know, we want to keep an open mind. If animals get sick, we want to have a COVID test. So they tested 50,000 animals um for COVID just to see if there's this baseline infection we don't know about none. They did not get any positives. So it's just not it's just not a problem. Yeah. Um maybe things will change at this point. I think that's highly unlikely. So you know if, if you're gonna worry about anything, I would like to draw your attention to the telemedicine issue. Cause to me like that's a much bigger issue that we're dealing with right now with um, yeah. with dogs and cats.
0: Yeah. And or, and I just just to piggy piggyback before we talk about telemedicine, what we know is as of yesterday we had million confirmed COVID-19 positive humans in the world. And those are just confirmed. Those are the ones tested and confirmed. So we likely have like five times that amount and we still have zero from what you're talking about. Well, we have, we have, uh, the three that we just talked about actually, uh, animals that were positive, but uh, in the testing that you were just talking about that that company did, there were zero. Exactly.
1: Yeah. That was just testing animals um, who Randomly. were having tests in for other things. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, but I guess the point is that like uh, the, the odds they, are testing. not in our favor that the animals are anything we need to worry about.
1: You don't, you just don't. Worry I, I'm about happy people. saying that. I'm happy saying that unequivocally. Your pet's yeah. not going to give you coronavirus. You're just not.
0: But we do need to worry about people. And I think that does piggyback on telemedicine because, you know, you veterinarians are essential services, correct?
1: Yeah. So um, we fought very hard to be designated as essential services, which is fantastic because we do not want your sick pet to not get care because the clinics have to shut down. Like we do recognize that they have a lot of value. Um, But like, like the human side, we also know, Hey, you know, maybe we can postpone some of these wellness services. You know, your, your basic vaccine is still going to be fine to boost it in a few months. Not because, We're worried about the pet getting sick. We're worried about our teams getting exposed to the owners and the owners getting exposed to us. Like, I don't want you to leave your house unless you have to. And so if your pet's sick, yeah, you have to. But if your pet just has like a, you know, just like we do, if I call my doctor and I say I'm sick, they're going to want to know what's wrong. And if it's pink eye, they're going to give me a, a televisit as they mm-hmm. should. That's great. I don't want to go into the hospital if I don't have to, but if my eyeball's falling out, right, then, then you go mm-hmm. in. So we, human doctors can differentiate between this and they're like, yeah, television is great. But for whatever reason, um, the state, every state has their own rules about veterinary medicine and the state boards are the ones who enforce that. And, and count, cal- like most of the states are like, well, yeah, let's, Let's make it easier to do telemedicine for pets, just like we have in people. That is the right and appropriate response to a pandemic, except in California, where (laughs) inexplicably, they said, no, Um, you can do telemedicine if you've already seen the pet, which has kind of already been the rule for a long time. And then they decided to make it more restrictive. They're like, actually, you can only see them if you've already been seeing them for a problem, and you can only do a telemedicine visit for that problem, that one problem. Right. which If is you've been crazy. going to this vet for years and years and years and there's new problem pops up and they know you really well, even if it's something super basic, um, the answer is no. You yeah. And do.
0: you know, none of that makes sense coming from the human side, because I think we, we human docs have been fighting this telemed fight for years, probably prior 40, to the veterinarians. Yeah. 40 years. Well, see, so we you know it. more than I. Know.
1: I've been researching this for 5 years. I'm <laughs> yeah. really into it.
0: <laughs> and 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 certainly like I I was like a medical director for a telemed company for sure. a while. Like but I don't know all the stats. But what I do know is that like um it's pretty clear just like you talked about. Of course, you you decide as a healthcare provider what is safe to do via video or phone call and what needs an exam in person. Um But we wouldn't do like what California's veterinary board did because it's important to us to be like, okay, I've been taking care of this, uh, patient for their diabetes for 10 years. I know them, I know their meds they're on, and now they have a rash during the pandemic. Oh shit. I can't take care of their rash because you know, I've never seen this new rash. No, that's bullshit. Like it's, absolutely it's even more it. important that you take care of them for their new thing because you already have the relationship. You already know, like, you know, besides, you know, all their medical problems and you know what meds they're on. You also know in the case of like, uh, vet med or in the case of pediatric, uh, um, medical they practice. Talk, it's
1: fine. It's
0: yeah. Fine. Like, like yeah, but also like in the Peds world, like I know. Hey, can I trust this mom or dad? Or do they like yeah. weave a weird story all the time because they just want right. ADD meds to crush and snort in their free time? And you know, and that's,
1: yeah, and that's why that that relationship, like they they call the legal requirement for you to be able to treat a patient is you've established a relationship. And that's the same whether it's in human medicine or veterinary medicine. And that's what's important is that relationship. And that it's a relationship built on trust. Like you said, I can trust that you know that you trust me that I know what I'm doing with your pad and I trust you that you're actually going to do what I tell you. And the whole point and the whole way that the law is written is to give us discretion as clinicians to differentiate between the you know snorting, snorting client who's asking for like opioids out of the blue for right. his cat, um, and the person who's been a really great owner who sends you like all sorts of photos and videos of this rash with like measurements because people do that. And so yeah. you know, I I feel like these the people that are in charge is a very small group of decision makers, like seven people who are making these blanket decisions and not one of them is engaged in the conversation. Cause I have 3000 veterinarians that have joined me in the last month just to talk about this. And they're not there. They're not engaged. They don't really care. They have these weird rules. Um, and what, you know, your job as a, as a medical board is to protect the consumer and to protect animals. Um, And you just made it risky for both. You've made it worse. Like you've put the people at risk because now they have to come to you for stupid shit, like a a skin thing. So when you talk about like telemedicine pets, it's just like people like, you know, we're not idiots. We're not going to tell you we can manage emergencies at home. We're very, very clear on like, yes, I can do this. Yes. No, I can't do that. Like, that's why you go to school for all these years. Like, why don't you trust me to have good judgment? That's really offensive. (laughs) And like, too, every other state is fine with it. So- did you just do a really bad job licensing us? Um, that we're less competent than all the other states, like like Alabama, um, Mississippi, Kentucky—they're all fine with it. So, like, we are less progressive in California than Alabama,
0: and which that's, makes no sense because no sense. California has been lauded around the country right now because our numbers for coronavirus are impressive compared to our population. Yeah, and there's going to
1: be pockets popping up around vet clinics. Just you wait and see. Right,
0: exactly. And in the (laughs) conservative areas that we're already seeing because they don't want to wear their masks and they don't want to stay home. But like the point is that We in California, we get it. We know how to do emergency response. We've mastered that shit because we deal with like fires all the time. Yeah. Work with us here. Yeah. So why is the vet board doubling down on something where they can be empowered right now to say, oh gosh, we can stick up with like the standard of uh, medical practice that the rest of the country is doing. We know that California, we have always like we're we're on the forefront usually. Why is the veterinary medical board saying just kidding on this one? We're gonna we're gonna fuck some shit up.
1: I, nobody I know has been able to get a clear answer on that, and honestly, yeah. like they sort of bounce around and give stupid bullshit answers too. So I don't know if it's a power trip or what. But, um, like for yeah. me, I'm not, I don't work in a clinical practice. I'm not financially benefiting from this. I care about your pets and I care about the fact that if your pet has a skin issue, I know you, cause I've worked in this practice for a really long time. I know you're not going to go to the ER and, and put yourself at risk for something simple like that. And if I can't help you, I know exactly what you're going to do. You're going to go on Google and you're going to treat it. Right. Maybe you're you'll stick treat some you with coconut oil. Maybe it's gonna be coconut oil in there. We're back at the woo, and and you are you fucking. You're making me drive my clients to woo. Right?
0: <laughs> and I really bullshit. That. And since 2018, you and I have been fighting this shit. So why aren't we continuing to fight this shit now? Like well, oh, well we are. Yeah, we <laughs> are. And and I believe there's a there's a teleconference tomorrow that hopefully so we the will memory The board has their monthly
1: meeting, and for whatever this always happens to me, right? Like now, I'm the person who's leading this charge. I'm like, honestly, this was not my intention. Yeah, I don't want to be like the flag carrier for telemedicine now, like I was for woo and like I was for anything else. But nobody else will fucking get off their ass. Like, what else do you have going on? What else is right. going on tomorrow that you can't get on a conference call at 10 a.m.? Like, I know you're home, unless right. you're the asshole at the beach, in which case, fuck you. But, you know.
0: <laughs> well, and I have a few more episodes of Tiger King to finish, but fuck that shit. I'm going to put that on pause and participate in the veterinary medical board call tomorrow because it's important. And because and you know, it matters people, in yeah. human medicine, too. Because yeah, a I don't. To set. Like, that's the thing is, like, more people are going to get sick because the vet medical board is doubling down and saying, but you vets don't have anything to worry about because the cats and dogs aren't going to get you sick. Yeah, yeah. No shit. That's not what we're worried about.
1: No, that's what we're doing. Curbside pickup. Like your dog can come in, but you can't.
0: <laughs> right. And I've seen some vets are doing awesome things where they're like, uh, they're video chatting the, uh, exam. I think Animal. While the, it's yeah, while costly. the clients outside, like you folks are really embracing how to make sure that people get the care they, well, animals get the care they need while making sure everybody's safe. But it yep. certainly would be nicer if we could do it a little bit more conveniently so that your exam doesn't last like triple the amount of time now because of we're setting up all these things.
1: Yeah. It's stupid. It's stupid. And you know, this is not. This is not a new argument. Like since the beginning of time, people were bitching about the telephone. Then they were bitching about faxes. They're bitching about email. Then they were bitching about mail over pharmacies. There's always some reason that it's not going to work, and it always does because that's just history, time, and patterns. Telemedicine is right. going to be a thing. So, you're just, yeah. let's remember how history is going to remember you as the moron who stood in the way of something that very obviously is helpful to people because you're being a stubborn idiot. And, Thanks. you know, as a professional writer who's really good at getting the word out there, I just want you to know I'm better at it than you are. And if nothing else, I'm going to make sure that's what you remember remembered for.
0: Exactly. And um, I had something else to say, but I feel like that just, just needs to be the rant, end. I just went on a rant, didn't I? No, I feel like that just <laughs> needs to be the end. So, we're going to stop. <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe to our WooCast on iTunes, Google Play, or directly on our website at WhatTheWooPodcast.com. You can email us at contact at or go to our website and fill out the contact form there. We'd love to hear from you. What the Woo is an educational podcast and is not a substitute for professional care and advice.
1: Please seek appropriate medical care for any health care concerns opinions expressed are solely those of the doctors and not those of any sponsors or employers. Thanks for listening. See you
0: next time on
1: What The Woo.